<laughs> What's up, everybody? Thanksgiving Eve. We're actually recording early today because tomorrow's Thanksgiving. Friday is, you know, another day after Thanksgiving, and we're going to be with our families and spending time together. So we decided to become early today and bring you Frank Wilson's The Play Call on Wednesday, hmm. the day before three big games. This is the first time ever they're going to have Black Friday game on NFL, so I'm kind of excited about that. Um, I, I, do we have – no, it's only so it's only Friday. Friday and Sunday we're having – uh, uh, game. So I'm, I'm with Bree and June. Some of our other fellow members are committed to excellence and a fair treatment of all, working and serving their country today. So Bree, how? My mom's you? bringing over pictures of me when I was a baby, and I was already crying. She's like, "No, it's so cute." <laughs> <laughs> I take you doing well, Bree. <laughs> No, no, right. I'm tired. Good morning. Mm -hmm. um, I'm on the East Coast. Um, supposed to be seeing June today. Um, good because I got I got I got a couple of knuckle sandwiches to give him. You know, June June been trying my patience. Oh, it's on site. It's on site. Frank, she been, she been trying me. <laughs> she been trying me. I might have to put this out. Uh, Wait, hold on. Let me now. tell you something. I'm, hey, so, hey, I'm, I'm retired now. Statement to, to action. I um was playing the iMessage games against Frank and June last night, right? June, June beat me in Connect Four the first game, right? I'm not whooped, really a big connect. I didn't be. I whooped. Let's just get that right. You beat me. Like, there's no whooping at Connect Four unless, like, it, it, went, off, it went It went. on. You know, it wasn't like, oh, he got four in a row right immediately, you know? Um, and then darts. Beat him in darts, right? Mm -hmm. Then I beat him three games in a row. And um, I bring the old stuff up. I, three games in a row in Cup Pong. He's like, oh, I'm, for every time he you know, rematch. Oh, I'm just warming up. How many times you gonna warm up? <laughs> then he's like, she "That's knew not I fair." He I said, in my peak time. Like, you know, we're older now, it was, Frank." It was seven p.m. <laughs> Y'all know, know how I get. Dead, dead, dead. Then June says, "I swear you got lucky." I, that was after the third game. June told me he's. I got lucky. Yeah, yeah. After I beat him for the third time in a row. Then he also said the game is cheating, the balls are slippery, and he was robbed. He wasn't ready. <laughs> Frank, y'all, you know my peak time. When I lay down, y'all, y'all, y'all witness. <laughs> if I lay down on that couch, it's a wrap. So she was like, "Yo, it's it's about seven o'clock. I know June laying in that couch. I know. Let me just get him when he's tired." No, because he beat me at four. <laughs> <laughs> that about six. That about six forty-five. You know what I mean? I was still in my prime. Fifteen minutes later, you prime. was done. That was, was it. It was. That was it. It was, it was off peak night. hours. It was off peak hours. Seven o'clock. That's exactly what happened. Okay. My story. And I'm sticking with it. If you say so. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I'm doing good on the East Coast. Not used to the time at all. Like at all. Mm. Yeah. I didn't go out of bed till five p.m. yesterday. 5 p.m. I said, oh, well, it's really 2 p.m., so let me get my day started. Oh, you said you didn't get out of bed till 5? Mm-hmm. Yesterday. I thought you said Toby didn't get out of bed till 5. No, 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 no. Toby was running all around with my... 
Damn, five, bro. That's crazy. It it does make a difference when you go in that kind of time. Like I didn't realize the like how bad it could affect you until I went overseas for the first time when I got to Bahrain and I was trying to adjust. You got that jet lag, and then you're seven hours ahead, and it's just like your body is all out of whack. It's like it's, it just messes with you. But at least you're with us. You're on, you know, ready to roll, like always a professional. June, what's up? Hey, I'm not even going to lie, man. I, I've been working. I've been working. I've been working. Let me tell you. And today's it's a, it's my first day off. So I got up and, and I, almost, I almost threw on my slacks and my butt down. And I was like, man, I got to go deal with these beautiful souls and uh, say that in the nicest way possible. But then I realized I ain't got to go to work. So... You know, I was blessed to go to Starbucks and get on this podcast with two happy faces on here right now. And and the ESPN hater number two, Nikki's not on here right now. And my bleed green brother is serving uh, his civilian um, employment duties. So, so here I am. You, while you have your day off, you could work on cup pong. Mm. It's early. I, I'm on my prime right now. You, this is when you got to catch me. You know what I mean? All right. Call it a fair Let me, game. I'm going to start again right now. I'm <laughs> on the podcast. See, hey, there we go. The, hey, he goes, it's, busy, you know? it's early. It's my prime right now. Now, five, six o'clock in the afternoon. Now, that's it. That That's when I start shutting down. Body goes into shutdown mode. But, but you know what, Bree? Let's go ahead and get it started. So, we can go and take care of our Wednesday as accordingly. And June, you can catch June at his peak. Oh, I'm about to catch June now. I'm about to send him an invite right now. See, here we go. Trying to catch me. He cut. You, you said you're at your prime. You're in your peak. So you could. You're not on your phone. You're on your iPad, right? Yeah, but I'm. I'm. I'm my focus is on you guys and this beautiful podcast. That's okay, awesome. while you're looking at your computer right now. Uh, I'm not. I'm my coffee. All right. So week 11. So on Thursday, November 16th, the Ravens beat the Bengals 34 to 20. On Sunday, November 19th, the Browns defeated the Steelers 13 to 10. The Texans defeated the Cardinals 21 16. The Jacks defeated the Titans 34 14. The Dolphins defeated the Ravens 20 to 13. The Cowboys defeated the Panthers 33 to 10. The Lions defeated the Bears 31-26. The Packers defeated the Chargers 23-20. The Giants defeated the Commanders 31-19. Excuse me. The 49ers defeated the Bucks 27-14. The Bills defeated the Jets 32-6. Excuse me, sorry. I'm still waking up, so I apologize. Or leave that Bakersfield. Uh um, the, the Rams defeated the Seahawks 17-16. The Broncos defeated the Vikings 21-20. And on Monday, November 20th, the Eagles defeated the Chiefs 21-17. Let's go. 21-17. My eyes are burning right now. Um, so for predictions, me and you both, me and June both tied with 10 correct predictions. <laughs> Mickey came in second, or Mickey came in third with nine, and Frank came in fourth with eight. But I'm above June 
in the predictions because the tiebreaker was. It was what? So we both picked the Eagles. The Eagles won. We both picked the Vikings. The Vikings won. Um, we both picked the Rams. The Rams won. I think, no, we have all of the same games. Um, the tiebreaker was that I'm just overall better than you. So You see, I was about to say, here we go. I'm ready for this. I've been getting cheated all year, so might as well just hit me with whoa, it. Whoa, whoa, you got to slow down. You got to slow down. When it comes to some of these games, you just you ain't getting cheated, fam. <laughs> you, I mean, we, we how, how we got the same picks, but she wanted, you know what I mean. So I tell you what, you know what? I'm a I'm gonna give you a, a pass on the games because when we record, it's after your peak. Appreciate that. Appreciate so, that. So you know, you're you're not your mind isn't operating like at a hundred percent like you normally operate. Um, Real stuff, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, I'm not I'm not gonna enjoy the victories as much. Because you know you're not at your peak, man. I want you at your peak, so this things can be different. You know, you can you can be very happy, and and that way I don't want to hear excuses when you don't get them right, and you still want to talk crap. <laughs> so, I've been getting robbed. I feel like I'm in Vegas. So, you know, let's change it. Frank presents the play called Vegas. Vegas. We should do Vegas style, right? Vegas um, style. We went live for half of the 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 game on Monday. The second half, it was June's idea. Um, it was pretty cool. We had a couple of people on, different people. It just well, wasn't. I didn't even know y'all were live, and I was aggravated and jet lagged. Yeah, we was just June was like, "Let's go live." I said, "All right, cool, let's do it." Um, it was pretty cool. It was a good time, cracking jokes, uh, having fun, calling some of the plays um, before they happen, like the Kelsey fumble. You know, so uh, it was very interesting, but. I don't know. Like looking at the games, um, like even Thursday night's game wasn't what we thought it was going to be. You know what I'm saying? Because Joe Burrow, Burrow he hurt. hurt. Andrews got hurt. Yeah. Uh, oh, Lamar got hurt. I mean, he was still playing, but he was still hurt. You know. Yeah, but I mean, it just it once once Burrow went out, there's no there's no competition. It's not like you, you know, it's not like you got a. a, a I'm trying to think of a good backup. Well, their backup, he did pretty, he did pretty decent, you know. Yeah, but it's a tall order. To, yeah. To to go on, it, like you would you would feel confident him still playing good if it was against a lesser team, but you're playing against the Ravens. It's a divisional game. Mm-hmm. It's a divisional game, and and you know they're Ravens for right now. You know they're probably the two top, one of the top three teams in the AFC. Um, because you got the Texans up there now, you know, you, the people, some people say the Chiefs are still up there. So, um, you know, Ravens up and you, it's not, you don't, it's not the matchup you want to see, you know, you don't, you don't want to see Browning versus the Ravens defense. You want to see Joe Burrow against the Ravens defense. Um, that's like, you know, if Mahomes would have got hurt on Monday night and I hope whoever their backup is comes in, it's not the same, you know? So, but Monday night game was a good game. Uh, I like it. Good battle. I think Philly uh, cemented and put the stamp out there, come back from 10 uh, points down. I think Jalen Hurts has seven straight. Uh, He's the only person to ever come back from 10-point deficit and seven games straight or something like that, they said. The most any other quarterback has ever done was four. He had seven games that he came back from 10 points or more, so – Shout out to Jalen, man. That's one of them stats nobody ever hears about, but it's there. 
So it's hey, it's good for the eval when he goes up for Hall of Fame. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> good for the tick marks, but yeah, that that was that was it for me. I mean, it was a pretty good weekend. True. Well, shoot. Uh, are we recapping just, just the Eagles game right now? No, just whatever games you want from this week. Okay, well, shoot. You know, uh, I have my notes here. You know, like I, I usually take notes. But we're going to go ahead and, and, and pick up right where Frank left off. Uh, I thought it was pretty dope. You know, <clears throat> we beat the Chiefs. And I'm not even happy that we beat the Chiefs based off of the rematch um, from the Super Bowl game. That's not what I'm happy about. I'm happy about the uh, the beginning of the after bye week schedule that we have. I think it's a great start to that schedule. Um, you know, we have a tough schedule. We have the Bills coming uh, upcoming this week at home. We're going to be wearing Kelly Green. So make sure you guys all wear Kelly Green. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frank, uh, mm-hmm. Toby, uh, Bree, mm-hmm. Hater, Nikki. I know. <laughs> right. But, uh, but, <clears throat> But just to tally up some stuff from the um, from the game, right? So you know the game the game was uh, seven seven seventeen in the first half, um, and and it kind of looked like um, like man, Mahomes is doing Mahomes things, being creative in the pocket, and um, and when Jalen made that mistake when he underthrew um, AJ, you know I I was really thinking about it. I was upset at the moment. Did he really under? throw AJ or did AJ break his route and because he had that much advantage on his receiver he just kept going because he just had the opportunity but in Jalen's mindset that's where the ball is supposed to go right so mm-hmm. you know uh, I wasn't too upset um, unfortunately the shins touched and he was down so he couldn't when he stripped the ball I, I thought that would have been amazing though because he may handle that that corner when he stripped the ball back that was pretty dope um but still, uh, even though uh, Jalen didn't have no passing touchdowns, he did have two rushing touchdowns, and we had that brotherly shove going there, which is pretty cool. Um, and 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 a key factor to the season, to the game, I still say it is is Swift, um, a Swift knife, man. You know, uh, it's a steal. I, I keep saying it. We got him for a steal, and. I just think it's amazing that uh, it's amazing what we got for him. I mean, he had 99 well, – yeah, Swift had 76 yards and 31 yards receiving. So, you know, overall, obviously, over 100 yards. And, um, you know, my dude, uh, Devontae Smith, he, he stayed with another 99-yard game, so he doesn't break 100 yards. It's kind of funny, you know, in the locker room, they give him a tough time about it. Um, I sent you guys videos. It's kind of funny. But, but again, <clears throat> overcoming and finding a way to win, the adjustments from the D.C., I told you before the game, Frank, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge critic on the D.C., and uh, I like the adjustments that they have, even with a, even with a banged-up secondary. Byard had his first um, uh, pick as, a, as an eagle, <clears throat> which I, it came in the, in the red zone, which is super dope. So as far as the Eagles go, hey, I'm happy. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm more impressed that that's the way that we started the week before the um, – the week after the bye week. And we don't have that rust. And and then, you know, just to talk about another game, which was critical that we were live for, which the 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 Ravens and the Bengals game, uh, we had that injury to to Burrow uh and Andrews in the same game. Um, 
And and the reason that I wanted to talk about that game was just, I mean, key players to key teams. Uh, in my opinion, Andrews has a huge factor into um, Lamar Jackson's play success, and Burrow is Burrow, right? So, uh, what do you, what is your take on that? Um. Well, the Bengals season's over. That's just what it is. Unless they bring in a a competent quarterback, a backup, a, or a, a veteran quarterback that's just out there sitting bring around. Bring Andy Dalton back. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, command game. They're done. I mean, they're they're done for the season. I, I wouldn't even play with it. Uh, I wouldn't try to go out there and make something happen when you know damn well without Burrow, you're not going to go far. It is what it is. Um your offensive line still stinks. It's still allowing him to get – he had more hits through the same amount of games or sacks. It was hits or something like that. More than uh, Andrew Luck. I put it in our chat. That's crazy that he's already went over Andrew Luck's hits. And we all know what lets Andrew Luck leave in the game so early was the injuries and the fact that the Colts weren't protecting him. So I think the, the Bengals need to – no. The Bengals need to go ahead and um really put money into that line, man, that offensive line. Because you're not gonna have those receivers there forever, and you're not gonna have a healthy quarterback forever. So I that's you know, it is what it is. Now for the Ravens, you know, it sucks because Andrew's his go-to. That's his safety, that's his, you know, that's his for the fail safe. But Lamar said it best. He said, you know what, it sucks because I, I, he's the guy I go to when I'm out there, but we got to adjust and overcome and and do um, do what it do. I think Ravens are second to the 49ers of constantly having injuries, man. Like they, their seasons have been plagued with injuries. You don't? Um, That's scratching at the door. Yeah, I don't hear it. He um, played with injuries that kind of hurts that, that, you know, hurts their – Getting to that next level, bro. Just imagine every year you got a great quarterback, great system, good defense, and it's like somebody gets hurt. Your running back gets hurt. Your your main wide receiver gets hurt. You know your 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 your, your quarterback is hurt. It, it's just one thing after another. But I think they'll be fine, man. You got Zay Flowers. You got Odell. You have Rashard Bateman. You have Gus Edwards. Um, you got this dude, uh, uh Hill or whatever his name is back there. Um, yeah, Hill didn't do nothing for me. But he, but that's the thing with with the Ravens picking up one of the running backs for fantasy is you're gonna hit a miss. I got Gus Edwards, but you know at one point he wasn't doing anything. Um, so I don't know. I, I think they'll be fine, but it does suck. It does suck that you you lose them because, again, man, life is too short, and especially the lifespan of a player in football, not a quarterback like a tight end, running back, wide receiver. All these guys, they are constantly out there. They don't last the same amount of time. Look at Kelsey. Kelsey's talking about maybe retiring because of the injuries and the surgeries he's had and the ailments. And, you know, it, it takes a toll on you. It does. It takes a big toll on you. So we'll see. I think the, I think the Ravens could bounce back. I think they can maintain. I think it's crazy how that, uh, the Kelsey, that retirement statement, I mean, I think, I, I think it came left field. Um, yeah, he said it before the game, though. I don't know. I mean, he gets off the phone with Taylor Swift and he he, he says it, you know, right before. I mean, I just don't get it. I don't know where that, that, that bug came in. Yeah, so they asked him, they asked, actually asked him that 
that question because I, I I seen um when Ian Rappaport was like an hour before the game when he was talking um about it yeah so it was about like an hour before the game um he was yeah saying probably after this season he's thinking about retirement due to the injuries and stuff so yeah I just think he was setting up the the stage for having a whack ass game and then he could say that it was oh you know I'm tired but it was really because he's going to concerts when he's off instead of healing and and studying flying to Argentina yeah you know like like nobody saw you at the concert bro now, yeah. I, um what's funny to me is these players they, they nothing nothing comes up until something comes up right and then and when it comes up it just so happens that maybe that next game they're not the best you know they're not at 100 percent when Kelsey's winning and I you know I I'm not a big Kelsey fan you know I, I'm really not but when he's out there being a wide receiver, because he's not really a tight end, when he's out there being a wide receiver and he's catching balls, you know, he's he's getting first downs, he wants to dougie in the end zone, wants to dance, wants to do whatever, act like he got some sort of frito in him and shit, you know, some little so like he's cool, he's great. But when he's sorry and he's dropping passes, fumbling the ball, he's not being the failsafe for, for Mahomes. Now it's it's something different. It's always he has his attitude is different. And I get it. Nobody wants to lose. And and if you care and you have a level of, of care for your game, when you start playing sorry, you you how you call that? You um you feel some kind of way. You know, you take it personal. You're reflecting, like, man, I suck today. But that whole oh I, right before the game, the big game. This is a big game. This is a big regular season game, right? Because both teams had to win. I, I felt the Eagles had to win more than the Chiefs, but both teams had to prove something, right? We all thought coming out the bye, Andy Reid was going to come up with some scheme. He brought Miko Harmon back, you know, um, and, and we're going to, we're going to talk about the Chiefs in a second because uh, Acho, Acho mentioned something um, on speak. But anyway, uh, you bring Miko Harmon back, you know, you, you, you think that maybe this great offensive mind is going to come up with a scheme. And like you said, for the first half, it looked like, they were going to pull it off. Like they were stunning the, the, the Eagles. But what I give the Eagles credit and kind of like what you did was that halftime adjustment. And I think what it really realized was like boxing, me and you watch boxing June, you know, a lot of these boxes for the first few rounds, they take, they want to see what you can do. Some take hits to see how much I can take from you. And if you hit me with your best punch and I'm still standing here and I'm still here in front of you and I'm not backing down and you can't walk me down, then the other six rounds are going to be terrible for that boxer because now I know you can't knock me out. Now I know you can't hurt me. Now I know that you can't do the mm. things you did or want to do to me. And I felt that's what happened with the Eagles in the second half. They came out the half realizing, hold up, our defense is just as good as their defense. Our quarterback can play, outplay this quarterback in the Super Bowl. We can do it again. And once they settled down and they used Swift, they got the ball running. They started doing certain things. Devontae Smith stepped up big time for you guys with some nice catches. And Jalen kept his composure. It wasn't Jalen's best game. But Jalen hasn't had his best game all year. You know what I'm saying? That's been the biggest critique for me. It's like you haven't had your game, but you find a way to keep winning. So I think at that point, the Eagles showed, hey, listen, um, we can win. We can beat these guys. It's not the Super Bowl. But we can beat him. So I think that was good for you guys. But for Bree, I have a question. Because yesterday's stats 
So Juju last year had 900 yards, 900 plus yards with the Chiefs. The only difference from the Chiefs def- uh, team this year to last year is Juju's gone. Mm-hmm. They they still got the running backs. They brought back Miko Harmon. They still got Kelsey. The only piece that's gone is Juju. Juju. So I would like to ask you, with no bias, right? Because I know, I know that's one of your babies. Um, that you... is that's my baby. <laughs> like, think... out of all my kids, he's my favorite. You know, because yeah, y'all do TikToks together. Listen, do you <laughs> think that um, if do you think that that was for one, two questions, right? Do you feel like they should never let him go? And do you think that now they realize they probably could have used them since he had 900 yards and he was big in the Super Bowl? So. Um, to answer your second one, yes, because I've always said Juju Smith-Schuster is a good wide receiver, number two, right? Um, with them getting less, even if they kept him and brought Miko Harmon back, it would have definitely helped and benefited Juju's game because they would have locked up Hartman more than they would have locked up Juju, which gave Juju an opportunity to get to be able to catch the ball more and stuff. Um, so yes, I feel like they could have kept him um and utilized him, especially when you have I feel like them having Miko Harmon and Juju like together, that would have been a good uh wide receiver duo um down the field because we've all seen that Juju is good when he's not covered, right? When Juju is not the main wide receiver and everyone's trying to cover and target him, he knows how to perform. Um, now, your first question was, do I forgot the first one? I know, I know, I answered the second one. First one was like, dude, should they should they have kept Juju? Um, do you think is that that's the difference now? Like, do you think yeah. that is the difference for your team? Now? I, I, but I, I, I feel like. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, because he has experience, a lot more experience in the league. I want to say their wide receiver, too, or their their other wide receivers are all, like, either rookies or haven't really been playing much in the NFL. You want somebody to have experience and everything. Um, so I say, yeah, I think that they should have kept him. Or at least in a free agency, if you knew you were going to let him go, pick up somebody else that had experience. Um, like, imagine if they would have got Thielen before the Panthers got Thielen. Mm. Now that would have been clutch. That would have been clutch. So, uh, so I guess the next question, right, is do you feel like the Chiefs are the team to come out of the AFC now? No. This year? No. I think it's the Ravens, which moves me on to our next topic now that we're talking about Bond. So I'm going to post two pictures. Um, do you really think it's the Ravens uh, so- with Andrew's injury? Well, see that, so that's what we have to see, you know, because um, they still perform well without Andrews. Andrews got hurt in the first quarter, like the first like five minutes of the game, you know, um, and they still performed well, even with um, Lamar Jackson having that big ankle injury. Um, he was still able to run the ball and throw it deep down the field to OBJ a couple of times. So, um, so this is after week eleven, right? So. After the, the Kansas City's lost to the Eagles, they're now the number two seed in the AFC. The number one seed is the Baltimore Ravens. Number three is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Number four is Miami Dolphin. And in the wild cards, five, six, seven. Cleveland Browns, five. Houston Texans, six. Pittsburgh Steelers, number seven. And in the hunt, you have the Bills, the Colts, the Broncos, the Bengals, 
the Raiders and the Chargers are all in the hunt. Now, I found something, and I'm just trying to find it again. Uh, I, I like this, and if the Ravens can hold on to that number one seed and get the bye, that would be very big for them. Because but then you hope that one of these teams would knock out the Chiefs. Because I, I still believe the Chiefs are a threat, no matter what. They might not be the best team or the number one team, but they're a threat, right? Um, mm -hmm. I don't think the Jags are true contenders. I just think, again, a weak division, it's easy when you're the most composed team. You know, we never thought the Texans would be playing like they're playing right now with a rookie quarterback. Um, the North obviously has the most teams up there. And truth be told, man, with those both defenses, any given Sunday, you get the right play from the offense and that defense shows up, it could knock out any one of these teams. The the what's crazy to me is the Chargers, man, or what's baffling. It, it's their four and six, they're in the hunt. And for all intents and purposes, a lot of people had the Chargers doing a lot better, even myself this year, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, with a good quarterback, uh, with a good arm, good size, good weapons. I mean, they can put up 30 points a game and, and the defense can't stop the other teams from putting up 31. So it's it's just it's crazy to me, but I think this is good. This is interesting because the Chiefs have – all these teams have flaws. Okay. I just, you know, I think if the Ravens can hold on to that number one seed, it's going to be big for them. So the chances to make the playoffs, right? So we're not even going to do one through four. We're going to start with the wild card, right? So these are uh, real, percentage real stats. Oh. For, for, for this for this playoff picture right here. Mm -hmm. The way that the Browns play without Watson, I would easily put the Browns number three based on the pressure that the defense will give Trevor Lawrence, based on the pressure that he will give Tua, and based on the performance that Miami has shown in the last few games. They're not Miami is not the same Miami offense that they've shown in the first three games of the season. So I would easily just place the Browns to number three, just like that. Uh, just based on the defense alone and based on what they did without Watson. Um, and, and I just took him out of the top 10 a week ago. It sounds really like hypocritical of me, but just based on what they did last week, based on what the defense done. And I just, I just don't see I, if the Browns come in like next week, playing the way that they played last week without Watson, I think the AFC has a bigger problem on their hands than Lamar Jackson. Yes. So can I say something real fast? So they can't be number three. Um, so they are number five because the top four goes to the divisional leaders. So they cannot be in the top four unless the Baltimore Ravens lose, you know? No, I'm, um, just, I'm just talking about as far as the playoff if, picture if goes, it comes, leading oh, into the playoffs. Okay. Um, yeah, you're, but your power rankings. Your, your oh, rank. so you're doing right. power rankings, not playoff right. picture. Okay, yeah, so yeah. power rankings, you'll put them in the top three. Right, right. Um, but when it comes to playoff pitchers, I would probably swap. Well, we'll see what happens Sunday, but I'll swap Jacksonville and Houston. I think Houston's more of a bigger threat than Jacksonville, in my opinion. Oh. So, I, I will say this, and she's not on, so I, I wish she was because I would, I would tell her, you know, 
for so long on this, when we record, Nikki goes into every week, oh, we could beat them, we could beat them, we could beat them. Oh, we've been beating them since she's been watching football since 2017. We've been waxing them. I don't, and I told her this in a text message. She texted me. I said, the Texans ain't the Texans of last year. And when they first met, I don't know what the score was, but I think uh, Acho was talking about how the Texans. You mean this this year? Yeah, when they first played. When they played them this year? Yeah. I want to say it was like, hold on, I can pull that up. I'll tell you right they now. They beat them. 37 yeah, to 17. Huh? 37 to 17 in week three. And week three. And and so here's here's my here's what I would say. And I know we're not talking about predictions, but if they beat you 37 and 17 week three with the rookie that was on his third game of the season, week three, now we're in week what 12? Mm-hmm. This is this this is and this and this and this kid is playing outstanding. He has five interceptions on the season, and he just had two in one game. Or three in one game. I forgot what it was. Three was, in one game and still three, one. And still one. A lot of people get rattled after one interception. So yeah, I, I agree. I, I think I think this weekend is really gonna determine because I haven't seen any growth on the Jags. Mm. I see growth on, on the, the Texans. And when I mean growth, I'm talking about developmental, team playing better, you know, more cohesiveness. I don't see that on the other side with the Jags. So I, I hope. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I don't want, you know, it's Sunday. It's the day, you know, I, I hope it's a good Sunday, but I don't know. Don't sleep on the Texans, Nick. The the, the Texans could uh come into, they, they're going to Duval this time? No, they're going to Houston. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So they already beat you at home 37-17. Oh, and now you got to go. They got, oh, okay. All right. So this is the NFC playoff picture. So number one, um, you have the Philadelphia Eagles at the number one seed. Um, number two, you have Detroit Lions. Number three, San Francisco 49ers. And number four, the New Orleans State. Now the wild cards, five, six, and seven. You have Dallas Cowboys at five. Seattle Seahawks at six. Minnesota Vikings at seven. In the hunt, you have Green Bay, LA Rams, Falcons, Bucks, and Washington Commanders. Well, right now, to be honest, the Eagles are like the clear favorites. I don't see them losing that number one seed. I don't. Unless you guys go on a stretch and lose about two or three games in the next four or five games. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't see it. Um, but it's going to be very important for the Lions and, and, and the 49ers to, to get their stuff together going into the, the, the playoffs. Um, you know, 49ers defense has come around, and they changed a little bit, especially adding Chase Young. Uh, Purdy is Purdy. He's not, you know, he's not a, a first rounder, but he's doing okay. And as long as he's managing the game, he's fine. Um, the Lions though, golf, golf through what two picks in the game, three. three picks, and then he still came back to win. Like it wasn't like, you know, you got to be worried about stuff like that when you when you have a quarterback that can throw, give the give up picks and still bring his team back, and a defense that didn't give up on him. It, it it speaks volumes, man. So this is good right here, but you know I, I think the Eagles are going to go back to the Super Bowl. There, there's no, I don't see them losing. There has to be something major for them to lose. Not especially the number one seed going into Philly in the winter time. You know it, it's not it's not an easy feat for any team, especially teams like the Lions that play in the dome and the Forty ers that play in California. You know, so. Okay. 
Um, next, what we have is, I'm going back to my notes. Pittsburgh Steelers fired Matt Canada. Mm -hmm. He's gone. This man right here who looks like the bald version of Ben Roethlisberger is gone. You know, fun fact, Jim didn't know like what he looked like until I showed you the picture on Sunday. I was um, like, he just looks like a bald Ben Roethlisberger. He nobody did. knew what he looked like, to be honest. Really? With you. Yeah, I didn't know what he looked like. He, You could have put him and Nathaniel Hackett next to each other. And I couldn't tell you who was who. <laughs> but he looks more like, look at like the face. Like he looks more like Ben, you know, like the smile, yeah. the beard, the, you know, just a bald Ben. Um, but yes, uh, first time since 1941 that we fired anybody in the Pittsburgh organization. Um, so Mike Tomlin did come out and say that it was his call, his decision to let him go. But he didn't know how to tell him because... He's never fired anybody a day in his coaching life. He's never mm -hmm. fired anybody. So I think that was that took like a mental toll on him. He didn't know how to say it because he's never been in that position to fire somebody. Mm. So Art Rooney is the one who actually fired him. But it was Mike Thomas' decision. He just didn't know how to tell him face to face. And um, you know, I you know, I that that I respect the Mike like Mike T, he's such a beautiful blessing. You know, like, you know that's the right decision to do, you know, to help build and develop our offense. But you don't know how to how to do it, you know? Like, mm -hmm. that shows you have care in your heart, you know? Um, it's not all, like, I understand it's a business, but you also have care in your heart when it comes to something like that, you know? We see people getting fired left and right every day in the NFL, you know? Um, but, um, to me, that also shows like, wow, I think we actually really have a really, really great organization to where we have never fired anybody since 1941, you know? I think mid-season. I don't think you have ever put anybody oh, mid, there oh, mid-season, mid yeah. Because y'all okay. let people go. It's just you, Yeah, we, we let people go after yeah. the season. But, but y'all haven't done it since 41, mid-season. But, you know, that speaks volumes of the organization. Um that's why the, the the Steelers franchise has always been a steady franchise and a good franchise and stuff like that. It's a, a blue collar team. It, it it comes from taking care of the people, um, you know, but it had to happen. It had to happen um, because you have to find out if it's the quarterback or the play calling. Right. So now you, and, and we always seen it, it, the OC is first to go. We know Tomlin ain't going nowhere because his record speak for itself. So now it's like, okay, my defense is always good, and I'm a defensive head coach. So you can't say I'm not doing my job when my defense is, is always in the top 10. But but now my offense, and the Steelers have, it wasn't always, it was, you know, run game, pound, tough football. You know, it wasn't like fancy down, like it wasn't like the Rams or the Dolphins, fancy downfield, you know, let's just, you know, Let's be out there, prima donnas throwing the ball. No, it was gritty. That's why Big Ben eating chicken wings and drinking beer. You know what I'm saying? Like this is, and I'm gonna go out there and play the game. Um, but now you get to see what Pick is gonna do. And if he, if if you bring in a, another OC, 
and he still doesn't perform, now you got to go get a quarterback, you know? And the good thing is you might, you might um, have, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You might be able to get a veteran quarterback to come in there. If you could find somebody you could trade for it to, to at least maybe, what's that shit called? Train him, like let him study mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. take over. You know what I mean? Because he got thrusted in there. He was a rookie. It yeah, was- he got thrusted in there after Trubisky got hurt. Yeah, there's no, there was no development for him. And we all thought that if you was going to, because he had good numbers. So we thought, hey, if you was going to put him in there, then you should just put him in there from jump and let him figure it out, you know? So, um, I don't know. I think it's good, though. The fans got what they wanted. We heard. Did you see the Pat McAfee, Pat McAfee show? When he found out, like, he found out during his show that Back Canada got fired. Mm-hmm. And he goes, well, you guys heard the chants all over the world, uh-huh. all over the nation. Oh, not every sport's possible. <laughs> and it happened. <laughs> they got what they wanted. They got what they wanted. Listen. Yeah. So, Big Ben had his thoughts on the fire in Matt Canada. I'm going to read it to you. So, Big Ben on the fire, on fire, Matt Canada. He said, quotes, it's like the new thing now, right? It's fire Matt Canada, this, that, and the other. I don't know if that's the answer. Again, people have to understand if that happens, this was the day before he actually got fired, by the way. If that happens, if you fire Matt Canada right now, what does that look like? The team is in a playoffs. I mean, right now we're in a playoffs. We're six and four. So I think they need to probably look at themselves in the mirrors and as an offense, figure out what they need to do and what they can do and how they can get better and stop putting the blame on one person. It's not all on one person, though. It's this is what we outside looking in, like from like perspective wise, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, can you pick it through? Yeah, I know. I don't know if you've seen on a Browns game. Can you pick it through the ball deep down the field to nobody? You know? Yeah. And it was, oh, it was Matt Canada's fault. Matt Canada's doing, you know? So I feel like what he's saying is stop putting the blame on one person. He's actually talking to the fans, right? When he said that, because I'm guilty of it as well as a Steelers fan. Everything that goes wrong with our offense, we automatically blame Matt mm-hmm. Canada, you know? Um, but I think he's, um, he talks to the fans, but he's also talking to the players because he did not like when Chris Boswell, after we beat the Raiders, and he was happy and chanting. I remember Chris Boswell was like, it ain't because of you, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was very, very disappointed because he's like, you, everyone's putting the blame on one person and not looking at the bigger picture. Also, he also said that we're not out there practicing every single day. We're not at those meetings, you know? Mm-hmm. We're not studying and watching film. We don't know if He's telling Kenny Pickett to do one thing, but Kenny Pickett's doing something else, and it's making him look bad. We don't well, know. Going to that, remember the the I forgot what team he was playing, and um, on on speak they spoke about it right, um, where Pickens had to cut, and if Pickett would have threw the ball right, he could have ran for another thirty yards, mm-hmm. and he overthrows the ball like five yards above his head over, and it's like those simple catch and throws. You know, throwing catches that you can make, like backyard plays that you should be making, you're not making, is hurting the team, right? Um, 
And, and I watch you... a lot of the slow. I watch a lot of the plays slow motion after the game. Um, and what I've noticed is we have no O line, right? Mm -hmm. We don't. So I feel like when Kenny Pickett is making those disgusting, nasty throws and like nasty, disgusting, and like the term nasty and disgusting, is he's rushing the ball out of his hands if he don't get sacked and mm -hmm. lose an extra five to ten yards. Um, so. Um, I've noticed that too. So even though Pickett is wide open and he, his he's intended for Pickett, if he has not he he doesn't have that protect that protection for three seconds, Pickett is not or Pickens is not going to get the ball. Yeah, those those linemen are coming straight at Kenny like immediately. We need to fix our line. That's what I'm saying. It's not just one person, you know. <laughs> also, you know, a part of it, coaching. In my opinion, I never coached a sports team, but I, as a leader, you want. I did. I coached the Pop Warner cheerleading team. See, look. So you wanna you wanna put your people in the best position to win. You don't want to make your people do things they're not good at, right? Like I'm not gonna expect a person to run a go route or run it down, trying to take the top off when they're not that fast, and then when it doesn't happen, blame them. You know, I, I should be putting my players in the best position to win to their strengths, not their weaknesses right um mm -hmm. we'll see we'll see big ben i'm glad big ben said that because being that he was a stealer he never went to no other team he retired a stealer two super bowl rings you know i feel like he's earned the right to speak on it especially when he overcame adversity remember when you guys brought in who was your 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 oc that that first year his numbers kind of dropped a little bit and everybody was it matt canada i forgot his name it wasn't canada though it wasn't no, it wasn't it was Canada. Canada came Canada. in 21. Yeah, it, it was, was the one, one before Canada. Yeah. He, you know, when he got there, Ben's numbers dropped. They weren't the same. And, you know, people were talking about, oh, is it Ben or is it the OC? And, of course, he got blamed. He did. Mm. But then mm -hmm. Ben's numbers started going back up again. But then age caught up to Ben. The, 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 the point I'm trying to make is sometimes – like Ben speaking up, he's speaking from experience. He's speaking as a stealer. He's saying, you know what? You guys wanted this. You got it. Just remember that they, there's more that goes into this game besides going out there on Sunday and playing the walkthroughs, the, the film watching, the, 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 the practices, the, you know, the drills, all that good stuff. It's like, you know, it, it you hear from a lot of these veteran players. It matters. That preparation matters going into the game on Look Sunday. Look at Coach Bray. Those were my oh, two look. little stars. Look at that. <laughs> look at Coach Bray. So that's Coach and Pop Warner cheerleading for for five and six year olds. That's what's up. I look at Bray finding stuff out about Bray on a daily basis. <laughs> um. So yeah. Um. Uh, okay, it's gone. Um. So our running back coach is our interim OC right now. So. Right, that's good. We'll see. Bray McDaniel's. I'm sorry. I said it. Hey, uh, Leftwich too. He said he wanna OC. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's not um he's not hired by anybody, right? Mm -mm. We'll see. The organization might not bring nobody in right now. They might just let it go off with the running back coach and and then under the off season, see how far you guys get this season and then go from there. Ooh. Okay. So I'm gonna share my screen real fast. And um, play this. Can everyone see my screen? Yeah. June, can you see it? See. Okay. 
Oh, snap. Well, Frank got it. Ah, all right. How do I start this over? Right all right, there. you ready? You yeah. listening? I think there's a lot of mediocrity in today's NFL. Yeah. I don't see the excellence that I saw in the past. Why not? And Why not? I think the coaching isn't as, as good as it was. I don't think the development of young players is as good as it was. The rules right. have allowed a lot of bad habits to get into the actual performance of the game. Mm -hmm. So I just think the product, in my opinion, is less than what it's been. I think I look at a lot of players like Ray Lewis and Rodney Harrison and Ronnie Lott and guys that impacted the game in, in a certain way. And every hit they would have made would have been a penalty. Mm. You hear coaches complaining about their own player being tackled and not necessarily, why don't they talk to their player about how to protect themselves? We used to work on the fundamentals of those things all the time. Now they're trying to be regulated all the time. Offensive players need to protect themselves. It's not up to a defensive player to protect the offensive player. A defensive player needs to protect themselves. I didn't throw the ball to certain areas because I was afraid players were going to get knocked out. Mm -hmm. That's the reality. Wow. I didn't throw it to the middle when I played Ray Lewis because you knock him out of the game and I couldn't afford to lose a good player. All right. So that's the big, that's, that's a big, that is, that's been trending since Friday evening, right? Or no, 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 no. Today's Wednesday, since Monday. That's been trending since Monday. Okay. Um, really, really Tuesday morning, Monday evening. Uh, so sorry. Jim, what what is your take on that? On what Brady said? The GOAT has spoken. I mean, <clears throat> the last portion of what he said just makes too much sense, right? Um, <laughs> and it's, I was talking to, uh, I don't know it if it was Frank. Too much sense. I don't know if I was talking, I don't know if it was you or, or Henry when, during the live when, um, when uh when Zach Wilson, it was during the, the 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 Jets game when he had that good drive. I think we were all along, and he had threw it to the middle. No, 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 I'm lying to you. I'm lying to you. It was the the Raiders game when uh he had threw it to um to Adams down the middle, and they were like, man, he's trying to get him killed. And 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 you know that was just a perfect example. Is that Zach Wilson threw it to Adams? No, 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 no. It wasn't during the Jets game. It was a Raiders game. Okay. And uh, that, that 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 quarterback that stepped in um, when O'Buddy went out um, with that concussion, he uh, he threw it right down the middle. It was like triple coverage. He threw it high. You already know. You're throwing it high. You throw it to your best receiver into triple coverage. You already know what's going to happen. So uh, fundamentals of the game. It was a young quarterback that came in. Uh, are you really teaching? The fundamentals of the game, and that's just an example. Uh, I personally don't think um, they get developed as they used to. And we talked about this last year in the podcast, where where the even the quarterbacks they don't sit out like they used to anymore, mm. and as mm. they should. And Aaron Rodgers has said something um, on he tweeted something the other day where he said he felt bad for Zach Wilson getting benched based off of. He wanted him to sit out this year, right? Mm -hmm. to, to to so that way he could develop under him. And yeah. he said he. Dang, Jill, Jill looked at the notes because that was the next topic. No, no, I was, I was on Twitter. <laughs> I was on Twitter, but uh, yeah, you know, I know. Well, I'm saying it was, it was on. It was on. That's the correct. No, I'm saying that that's the next topic. So I was like, dang, I got to check it off now. I'm doing a reading from it. 
Oh, no, but it kind of, it kind of, it tied, it tied mm-hmm. into to what he was saying about player development. So, um, man, my Gatorade bottle comes in the mail today, Frank. So, <clears throat> I thought you had it already. I ordered it. I showed Frank the receipt. Yeah. No, but, um, my friend was like, I got mine. It's, it's over there. I was lying to you. But, um, <clears throat> I was, I was, I was joking, not lying, but but no, that's what I personally think. I think we talked about this before, and it really ties into everything we spoke about all last year, and that that player player development really speaks a lot about the NFL and how they just think hey, you're you're in the first round, so we're gonna put you in the fire and you're gonna make it work, and that's the that's that coaching mentality that I think lacks that experience in coaching uh, nowadays. Well. Brady said it before when he played. He actually said it. Um, he said it's not. Um, it's not the. It's not the defender's job to protect the receiver. Is the quarterback's job to protect the receiver where he throws the ball, put the ball where the receiver's not going to get hurt. And I've said this that when when he was having his off season, me and Nikki went back and forth, and I said, you know, you're 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 talking about that he's lost it, or is it possible that he knows? He has to get rid of the ball, and instead of putting the receiver in a spot that's going to hurt him, he's going to throw it away or throw it low, where the receiver goes to get it, he's already down, and he's not going to get hit as bad as if he went up to get it. Um, I agree with Brady 100%. Uh, one thing that they said on first take, discussing that take, was that you know the NFL don't want to see a, a Rams and Patriots Super Bowl like they did, 13-3. They want to see a 35-38 to 38 you know, 41 to, to, to 37, they want to see a lot of scores. They, they protecting. And sometimes these players are getting called for nothing. You know, um, let's take the job, the Josh Dobb hit, you know, that we watched and it, it caused the fumble, but the hit didn't cause the fumble. He was already getting stripped. But if you would have threw the flag for the fact that the player led with the crown of his helmet and hit him towards the top of his head with the, with the helmet, it would have been a personal uh, foul roughing the passer, you know, um, 15-yard penalty, first down, Vikings, no fumble. But you didn't do that. But you go suspend the guy for four games after the fact. Um, I do feel there's no development there. There's no training. Even He, he even blamed the college program, too. So it's not just mm-hmm. like he, – he didn't just say the NFL. He's saying, listen, even in college, these guys are not getting developed like they should. So when they come in the NFL, they don't know no better. I think Brady speaking up is good. Um, kind of going back to like Big Ben speaking up about Matt Cannon being fired. But you, these older players that have credibility, all right, credibility, not any player, no. Great players, few famers. famers that have credibility. So Brady's not in the hole yet, you know, so we, we're just waiting for that. Big Ben's not in there yet. But the Ray Lewis's, the Eddie, the Ed Reed's, the Palomalos, the, the Peyton Manning's, the people, the Kurt Warners, all these guys that went in there and said, hey, listen, the era I played in was so different. And I'm not saying yeah. that we shouldn't protect the players. No, that's not what I'm saying. And I'm not saying that there should be forearms across the head like back in the day and clotheslining them when they used to go up for I'm not saying that at Don't all. Don't forget, remember, remember the 2010 Steelers defense is what made the player safety initiative role even become yeah. a part of play. Imagine so if James Harrison was hitting you now today. Yeah, you know? he was remember, he was getting fined back then. Every game mm-hmm. was like fine. Um it's just to me ridiculous. And Brady's Brady's got a point. He's got a point. Um, he's been saying it though. He he's he said that when he played. You it's not the defender's job is to protect the defender. 
himself. It's not, and like I said this to Bree yesterday, I think, or Nikki, if if I'm I'm 280, there's no way in hell, once I go down and I'm running towards you, that I'm going to be able to stop and pull up. It's just not, it, it is what it is. You know, some of these hits we see, let's say the defender's going up, and as he's coming back, the, the, the receiver goes up for the ball, like he's coming back, the defender's already coming in. You can't stop that. You know, there's just no way to stop that. You're, you're going to pause yourself in the air and, and hopefully stay in midair like this, and then one of your teammates come and grabs you and moves you, and then they unpause the game and real life comes back to happen and you don't hit the player. No, it, right. they, they, this is – He's right. I'm glad he said it, but it's not going to change nothing. The NFL is making too much money. These games are so much televised. You know, it's it's. It, we've said it here. It, eventually, it'll be flag football, two hand touch. It's not even look the damn All Star game and change from tackling to flag football. Yeah. So, I mean, the Pro Bowl. My bad. The Pro Bowl. The Pro game. It, 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 it's not even. It's not even. And I, I said all star, but look at basketball when they play. They don't even. They don't even. There's no defense. It's dunk, dunks and three pointers and alley oops, and it's just a, a, a like friends playing. Oh, we're not gonna defense. We're not gonna do anything. Well, I I don't understand why for the NBA because they still have a half of a season to play left. You know, so I don't understand why in the NBA. You know, they still have from March to to April. I, I don't. From the, huh? I don't. I don't like it. Don't like it. I do. I think because they still have another 50 games to play before the playoffs, like not to get hurt and whatnot. But I get what you're saying, especially with the Pro Bowl, you know, because in the Pro Bowl, these players aren't in the Super Bowl. So this is remember all star games and Pro Bowls are the best players Mm -hmm. at each other. You know what I'm saying? It's not a it's not a fucking camp. It's not a recess play time. Oh, we're going to get together and play. No, like even all-star basketball, baseball, this is the best of the best. This is, it's the AL, NL, you know, East, West, you know, it, this is the best of the best. I think about it. If, if, so LeBron, everybody considers them, not everybody, but a lot of people consider LeBron as the greatest, right? So now let's say you're a young guy coming in and you, no, I I don't consider him the greatest. You know, I'm, I'm a Jordan kid, but anyways, um, you know, imagine you're a young kid coming into the all-star, you know, all-star, and you LeBron's there, and you're like, oh man, I get to D up LeBron. I get to, and then it's like not even nah, that's that's when y'all can showcase, especially in a sport like basketball. It's really one-on-one. It's really you and this other person, you know. But in football, you're right, it's after the Super Bowl. What what why they're not playing? They got a whole offseason to get right, you know? So I think they need to change it. Not not flag. I think they should probably um um do the undrafted players or something and and put them mm-hmm. in. Whoever plays great has a chance of walking onto a team and having a secure spot, you know, something like that. I don't know. But transitioning, Aaron Rodgers saying what he said. I think Aaron Rodgers likes to control what's going on right now and he has a lot of power. Um, for him to say that is keeping himself relevant, but what he's not saying is that Tim Boyle, the guy that's about to start over Zach Wilson, was brought to the Jets because that's who he wanted there. Mm. So I was listening to uh, Speak yesterday or The Herd, and it was talking about how he 
Tim Boyle. Like, are they giving him too much power? Because he gets to bring Lazard. He gets to bring uh what's up the older guy, um the other receiver, the the that was with him in Green Bay too. That he went to text uh, Dallas for while I came back. Uh Cobb. Cobb. Mm. Cobb. He brought the, the Nathaniel Hackett over. He everybody he wants, he gets. He didn't bring Nathaniel Hackett over. Nathaniel Hackett was already over there on the Jets, and that's why. Because remember, they said that he was going to go over there because yeah. Hackett was. Well, that's why. That's Hackett went there, and because Hackett's there, he's gonna come because that's his OC. So it, it all it's all together. But I do agree, developmental under a veteran is important. He sat behind Brett Favre. Brady sat behind Bledsoe. Um, you have players that sat behind somebody else. And it was for the betterment of the, the player. Um, but Zach Wilson is Zach Wilson. But I get, and I understand why he said what he said and him blaming himself because he really wanted Zach Wilson to sit under and develop, like let him develop into a good quarterback, but also to watch how he, he plays. I completely agree with him. And I definitely understand where he was coming from um, when it came to that situation. Uh, so so he's seen something in Zach Wilson in order for them to be like, you know what, let's keep Zach Wilson and let him develop under under you because there's something in Zach Wilson. He has an arm because Zach Wilson has an arm. His, his decision-making is the only thing that keeps him from being a legitimate starter. And we've seen moments, especially in that game, uh, in their fourth quarter. I mean, that whole fourth quarter was Zach Wilson, like, like wow, that's the number one draft pick right there, and and then he had a, a, a interception, you know. It was like damn, that's that's a Zach Wilson that we don't want. But then he picked himself back up and he threw that hail mary where old buddy could have caught it. But yeah, you know, you're talking about you talking about Garrett Wilson, but then the tight end smacked it out of his hand Insane. against the uh, the Raiders game. Yeah, it was it, that wasn't even his fault. That was the Titans' fault. That had nothing to do with Zach Wilson because the balls were in the hand of Zach, of uh, Garrett Wilson. The ball was yeah. in the hand of Garrett Wilson. Mm-hmm. And, but we, we watched that game together, and you've seen that Zach Wilson mm-hmm. looked really good in that fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. I think you got to stick with the good and the bad with players, and we've, we've had conversations about this. You either let them – look, Peyton Manning's first year – Excuse me, he was like, what, 3-13? and 13? Imagine if a team would have gave up on Peyton Manning after his first year in the league. I'm going to look it up now that now that we're talking about it. It's, it's, you got to give people time. I don't think he's the problem. You know, I don't I don't think so. I think he's he's just developing. That, that, that's, 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 no, you said it. You said it perfect, Frank. You have to give people time. I feel like everybody wants to rush these – these players into being an elite top 10 player their first week in the NFL. Look, it's like, there's no, it's like everything is rushed now in a league. Everything is completely rushed in a league. Like there's no more, there's no more developing. If you're not, if you're not in the top 10 of your position by week one, we're moving on to something else. Yeah, correct. We're, We're changing it up. We're changing it up. That's the thing. Look, Peyton went third, three and thirteen his first year. He had five hundred seventy-five attempts. He had a fifty-six percent completion, twenty-eight interceptions to twenty-six touchdowns. 
And and look, the next year, 13 and 3. You know what I'm saying? He he didn't have another losing season until 2001. And I don't know what the hell was going on in 2001, but he that was his that was when he was 6 and 10. And then he didn't have another losing season until never. So, I don't know, development matters, coaching matters. Uh you know, and and look, not for nothing, but who's the head coach? Robert Sala. Was Robert Sala a defensive-minded head coach? Right. So is he really going to develop this quarterback? Can he develop him? And and don't get me wrong, a deep, every, that's why you bring an OC in. That's why you have a defensive coordinator. That's why you have a running backs coach, a wide receivers coach, uh, a, a, a running backs coach, an offensive line coach. They they have all these coaches for the, that specific reason. Um. But, you know, you got to give it time. And he's the, the, what about the games he did win and the games he did play well? All of a sudden, it was like he was trending in the right direction. And he has a, a bad game, and it's, oh, we're going to bench him. We're going to bring Tim Boyle in. Oh, it's, it's, I feel bad. I'm not there. And I got hurt within the first fucking four seconds, four minutes of the game. You know, they weren't even done folding the flag up, and he was out the game already getting carted off. It's crazy. Yeah, you're right. They wasn't even done phone the flag. <laughs> nah, bro. The, hey, the Jets ain't even get back to the base, and they was ready the end of the season. You know, it, it's whatever. All right. Next, now we have pictures, then predictions, and then June has trivia for us, and then I have a game for us. Okay. June has trivia. Um, okay. Yeah, June has a game. It better not be all eagle shit either, bro. Like. Nobody cares. No, Frank, that's wrong. That's that's rude, and that's me. You know, but we're going to develop you guys. We just got done developing the topic, and here we go. OJT? I'm telling Brady. GMT, GMT. Taking a page from Brady. All right, so this is uh, Jason's mock draft for the top 10 picks for the NFL Draft 2024. So number 10, you have Iowa's D.B. Cooper, D.G. Then at number nine, you have the QB from Michigan, J.J. McCarthy. I think he's going to be a top five. Um, then you have Jaden Daniels from Atlanta, QB, the, for Atlanta, the LSU QB. You have uh, Jared Burse. He's our edge, number five on Florida State. He's dope. He's, he's that dude. He's that dude. You see Florida State, top 10. Um then you have the uh, the OT from Penn State, Alu, for the draft pick for the Titans. And then at number five, you have Bo Nix going to the Giants. Now, I don't think that. I think Bo Nix will go over Caleb Williams, especially if Bo Nix win Heisman now. He's definitely going over Caleb. Uh, number four, you have the tight end from Georgia, Brock Bowers. Really, really good, solid tight end. He's great. He's amazing. Uh, going to um, – Chicago number three Drake May. Now Drake May is my top and my top three quarterbacks of the college football this year. So it's it's definitely it's Bo Nix, Drake May, and um, Jordan Travis. My my quarterback, um, New England. I can see this happening. Um, if you don't know who he is, Frank, he is the quarterback for UNC. Definitely, if you want to Google like Drake May highlights, in case you guys do get him. He's good. He's good. He should be in a Heisman conversation. He's really, really good. 
Um, then you have Marvin Harrison Jr. for Ohio State wide receiver, the number two pick for the Arizona Cardinals. Now he did come out and say that depending on how the playoffs goes, he doesn't know who's going to enter the draft. If they if they lose, he's staying another year, you know? Uh, and then number one, Caleb Williams. I don't think he's going to be the number one draft pick, especially the downhill that at the beginning, yes. At the beginning of the college season, yes. Um, so he stopped focusing on college and focusing on other things. And his college career started going, taking like a down, a downturn. Um, so I don't think he's going to be the number one draft pick, but you never know, you know? We'll see. Uh, I think we talked about this the other day about, uh, I told you that Marvin Harrison was it, was it? Marvin top Harrison pick. Jr. Yeah. yeah, you did. Yeah, no, you, yeah, you did. You did tell me that. And I said, I don't think so due to the fact that he don't know if he's going to enter the draft or not. Now, if he does, then yes. But also, I think the all, there's some players, but I think, remember I said, I think the top five picks are going to be all QBs. I still think that this is not like the official. Um, it's just a mock draft of Jason. Um, but I, I wholeheartedly think that the first five picks are going to be all QBs. I do. Definitely Caleb I mean, Williams, J.J. McCarthy, J.J. McCarthy, Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels, uh, Drake May, and um, if they, and then Bo Nix, of course. So I think the like top five draft picks of this this year or just upcoming draft is going to be all QBs. What was your question? Sorry, Jim. I, I was just thinking. Uh, so, I mean, what, what do you do with with a uh, what do you do with a Justin Fields and what do you do with a uh, Mac Jones? I mean, do they become backups in you guys' opinions? Uh, looking at this, I mean, if you're looking at quarterbacks, I mean, because you can't really say we're gonna because now now this is an interesting conversation. I think it is. Uh, you can't really say, hey, we're gonna go ahead and, and draft two quarterbacks and we're gonna put them back there to develop under who. You know what I mean? Like, who do you have them develop under? Do you bring two veterans in? Do you get rid of Mac Jones and Fields? Just, just as a hypothetical uh, question. So, uh, and this is—I know this is just a mock, but if this—if this was a, a draft, I mean, what would you do in that particular situation? That's a good question. So, that, um, that's a good question, Jim. So this is where the, the Patriots need to make a decision. Are you going to bench Mac Jones and now you can't do nothing to trade him away, right? Because the last sample size you saw was him throwing a pick in the end zone because he rushed it when he could have threw it over and gave it to Gasecki and had to go ahead touchdown. And then you bring Zappi in and Zappi throws a pick. What I would do if I'm the Patriots, especially you're, not, you're, you're out of contention, you're 2-8, and eight, you're not going to make the playoffs. You can tank the rest of the season. I would leave Mac Jones out there and see what I could if he can show something to a team that can say, okay, I'll take him as a backup or hell, he might be a starter with a good offensive line and a good offensive coach, right? Um, mm -hmm. We've seen what a system like Shanahan's can do with any quarterback, right? 
So what what if you go to a team like that where there is a system in place and you just got to go out there and manage the game? We've seen him his rookie season manage the game. They went to the playoffs. They lost, but they went. So that's what I would do. Or or I would keep Zappy out there and try to get some trade bait going. You know, you, you got to – I don't – me personally, I don't know this Drake May kid. I don't watch college. And like I've said in the past, a lot of them don't translate to great players when they come in the NFL either. Just because you were great in Cosmo, you're going to be great in NFL. Um, look, Jalen went in the second round. Eagles passed up on Jalen. And look, look what Jalen turned into. And, and what makes Jalen is not – that he went off in the second round is that he's developed himself as a player, as a person. He's taken that like, his first year was a little rough. Okay, I'm gonna hit the gym. I'm gonna get bigger. I'm gonna get better. I'm gonna take care of the ball. I'm gonna throw the ball. And look, and he did it this year. He's struggling a little bit, but it's still consistent play from him. Mental toughness. You can't teach certain things. You either have it or you don't have it. You know. So I would personally go with a, with a wide receiver. That's me. I if I'm so, the this is. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. For if I'm the Patriots, I'm going wide receiver and O-line in the draft. I, I, I got a quarterback. He's still under rookie contract. If I bring another quarterback in, not like you said, who's going to develop him? Um. Yeah. So this is my theory, right? Um. When it comes to like a Justin Fields, sorry, I had to think about who the Bears. I, I was looking at the logo. I was, no, like, I was looking at the logo. Like, this? Okay, so when I'm when you're thinking about a, a Justin Fields or a Mac Jones, right? Or a um Danny Dimes or a okay, just those two. Base let's just do Mac Jones and oh my dog is crushing. Come on. You either stay in or you go out. Sorry. Um, let's just focus on Justin Fields and Mac Jones. Right? Mm-hmm. Trey, or right at the end of um at the end of the season, right? During free agency when trades and stuff happen are 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 eligible again, right? March 16th, March 15th. Trade them, right? Pick up a veteran quarterback, pick up a new quarterback. In the, in, in the NFL draft. I think that would make the most sense, you know? But you got to find a quarterback that's going to want, a veteran quarterback that's going to come on a team-friendly deal. Because Oh, so, they will. So, like, for my team, I can't speak if about They want to make money and they want to play, they will, especially if they're a free agent and nobody's going to pick them up. They're going to go somewhere where they're going to be wanted. So, so, for me, you know, I think that what's important is getting – and for my team, my team, I can't speak for nobody else. My team, mm-hmm. our offensive line needs to get better to protect any quarterback. Unless Bill's going to go and find a quarterback that can scramble out the pocket, extend plays, and not need a strong offensive line. But if he's not, then I would definitely get an offensive line, and I'm going after a wide receiver one. I'm going after a two wide receiver. You have Hunter Henry, you have Gasek, you have two good tight ends. You have Ramondi Stevenson. You have uh. You got Zeke there too. He doesn't do bad getting running backs in the draft. His defense is always stout because you're going to get Judon back. You're going to get Gonzalez back. So you're going to get your defense back. What I feel we're missing is a strong offensive line with a true wide receiver one to help and development of the quarterback. You got Bill O'Brien. This is his first year. I will give him another year. And then if not, 
like you said, of not take you know what he could do, June? Like Bree said, either keep him or bring a vet in. Just let the quarterback sit behind. No. Even if he's not developing under Zach, I mean Zach, Mac Jones, at least mm-hmm. he's learning the playbook under Bill O'Brien. Right. You know, and go from there. I, you know, you know what I would love for these like quarterbacks, like right, these like good, you know, uh, quarterbacks who retire, right? Or even if like um, it would be, it would be cool to see some good retired quarterbacks become QB coaches to help develop these new young coaches. I mean, these new young quarterbacks in the league. Like, imagine if Tom Brady, like, yeah, like. Let's say, like, even during the offseason or during minicamp, you're the QB coach for, let's say, Drake May next summer, right? Show him some film. Spend, like, two, three weeks with him, you know? I think that would be pretty cool. That would be, like, a good program where a rookie quarterback meets with a, a retired QB veteran, right? And they they spend two, three weeks. You know how they have, like, the, the tight end university for, like, two weeks where all the tight ends get together? Mm-hmm. And they develop each other. They do that like a QB, you know? But it's like two weeks where you just spend time with a Tom Brady or a Peyton Manning or a Big Ben or a Drew Brees, right? And you develop um, these new young rookie quarterbacks into transitioning out of college and into the NFL. I think that would be pretty cool. I need to bring that up to somebody so I can trademark that program and get paid for it. But why 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 are these rookies not reaching out? You see Maybe they're scared. Uh, yeah. Maybe I it's think, contracts. I don't think it's contracts. Maybe it's uh you may never know. They they probably do DM them, but they don't have like their phone numbers, right? I don't know. You so it's not okay, I don't expect uh, uh, uh Caleb to have Brady's phone number he's not Shador you know he's not his father's not prime but um I I expect what so what I'm trying to say I guess is you have an option to actually um these guys they have agents you know what I'm saying they have agents but I'm gonna tell you why I think these players don't reach out I don't think these veteran players are that friendly or that open to helping you out it's kind of like some of these quarterbacks that say, oh, I'm, are you going to develop or mentor the the upcoming running back, right, or the upcoming quarterback? And you've heard some of these veterans say, well, I'm not, I'm not, a, uh, I'm not here to mentor, mentor them because like, they're scared yeah. of losing their job. You know what I'm saying? I'm scared of, of losing my job. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to help you. I'm not going to groom you at all. Where back in the day, a, a, a person wasn't threatened by a new person coming in. But today, because everybody wants to win and everybody wants to showcase the new pony, guess what? A veteran quarterback that normally has the confidence is thinking, well, man, if I help this person learn the playbook and mentor him, and now I start struggling, they're going to take my job. But for people like Brady, Ben, uh, Peyton, all these guys, I mean, they're retired. What well, does it matter if you, if you help somebody? I just don't know why the rookies don't reach out. I would reach out. if I Listen, if I was... Hell, if I was Mac Jones, okay, if I'm Mac Jones mm-hmm. and I'm struggling like I'm struggling, I'm hitting Brady up. Hey, bro, listen, yeah. <clears throat> what what do you have? What advice you have? 
right now for me because I, I don't I don't know what to do. And you was in this organization. You played for Bill, both Bills, Bill O'Brien and Bill Belichick. You know, you won Super Bowls with them. What what is it that I can do with this offense to be better? Well, you may never know. They probably he's probably has reached out. They probably have had a side conversation. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure even Brady, knowing the person that he is, he's probably reached out to Mac Jones himself, you know, and given him yeah. words of encouragement and words of advice, but they just didn't, they don't, maybe that's something Brady don't want publicized, you know, mm-hmm. or for views or for the media, right? Yeah, so you true. don't know. All right, next. So do we agree with this? Best offenses per year starting with this year. So in 2023, Miami, do we agree? Best offense this year. Well, they, they were putting up the numbers. Mm-hmm. That If you're going off stats, then yeah, I mean, they, they were putting the numbers, you know? And, and they have, what is it that Hurt the Hurt says? He says that Miami's a bunch of fake Gucci flops. <laughs> They're just high speed, mm-hmm. down the dot, run the ball. But yeah, I guess so. I what what other team comes to mind when you think about points and 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 speed and all that other stuff? They, I, I, I it's kind of weird, man. It's gonna sound really crazy me saying this, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Um, I would say Miami had the best offense in the first half of the year. And the Texans had the best offense in the second half of the year. So right now, Miami's averaging 434 yards per game. The next closest person is the Lions at 399. Texans are fourth with 377. The 49ers averaging 387. But total yards, it's Dolphins, Bills, Ravens, Lions, Vikings, Niners, then Texans. I want to know, like, if we could look at, like, second half stats, you know? Because I I think the Texans really did take off, like, the last four or five games. We could look at second half stats. I mean, it it just give me a second. I could look it up. But uh, let's see, weekly leaders. So, like, this week, C.J. Stroud led with 336 yards. Um. So that's week to 11. Week 10, passing leaders was the top five was Prescott, Smith, Stroud with 356, Burrow, and then Goff. Stroud was week nine with 470 yards of offense. Um, But like week eight, he wasn't in the top five. Week seven, he wasn't. I would have to look at all the numbers, bro. Like, it would really have to be a breakdown. Or oh, I could look at the teams. Let me see. Let's see. So what week you want to look at? Um, yeah, I'll have to go. The week when uh, the last three weeks start when they beat the, the Bengals. So if, if you went back, let's say week nine. And then you have to look at every team to come up with that. You know what I'm saying? Because if we go to week we go to week nine, the Texans beat the Bucks 39 to 37. That was that comeback win. That's when Stroud threw for 470 yards. 
But that's just passing. That's not including rushing. So I have to, we have to look that up. But 470 for him in week nine. Um, I'm going to take two of that really fast. All right, go ahead. 470 in week nine. Hold on. 470 week nine. He threw 356 in week 10. Well, he didn't have a bias. Okay, so he threw for 336 in week 11, and now we're going into week 12, right? So if we add that up, I mean, his numbers are ridiculous, bro. For second half, I mean, it, 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 remember, he, he started coming on, and that's when the whole uh, MVP thing started happening, yeah. right? Yeah, he's thrown for 1,100 yards, almost 1,200 yards the, the last three weeks. 11, 10, and 9. So, I mean, we could look at my – Miami's only going to get the nod because as a team well, – let's look. I mean, Jesus – I, you know what? Now that we're looking, I don't agree because even at, as a quarterback, two is in the top three. It's, it's actually so. Sam Howell has three thousand yards, three thousand thirty-eight. Stroud has two thousand nine hundred sixty-two. Tua has two thousand nine hundred thirty-four. Allen's has twenty-eight seventy-five, and Golf is sitting at twenty-seven forty-three. That's just passing, though. That's not even including rushing. If we looked up rushing as a team, you know, who knows, bro? The, the numbers might be completely different. Uh, let's look. Passing. So right now, the Texans for rushing yards per game. Um, uh, let's look at total yards. I want to look at total yards. So... They only have 995 yards rushing. So if you add that with their three, his 3,900 something passing, he's only saying that total yardage as a team offensively is like 4,000 some odd yards, bro. So, I mean, I mean, that's still a lot, right? I mean, but yeah. He's not, but even Miami's not the number one offense now. Are we do so now this is interesting because is this just off the, the talent? Or are we talking off uh, yeah. you know, uh, uh, this is, this is very vague. Um, but 20 to 22, I agree. 21, I agree. 20, I agree. They won a Super Bowl. Um, 2019, I agree as well. That was the year that, uh, Lamar Jackson won unanimous MVP. Um, 2018, I don't know. I don't 2017. Know. I agree. But 20, 2017 could be a toss-up because Jags had a good offense that year. Eagles had a good offense that year with Carson Wentz. Uh, Pittsburgh had a good offense. New England had a great offense. Um, 2016, I definitely agree with that. They went to the Super Bowl. 2015, I agree with that. They went undefeated uh, with Cam Newton. 2014, of course I agree. <laughs> 2013, yes. 2013, but you can, it can go either way in 2013. It can go them or Baltimore in 2013. I think 
Baltimore had a, a scary offense in 2013 as well. Um, and, and, and 17, Brady led the league with 45-77 passing. Ben had 40, so the top five was Brady, Rivers, Matthews, Matthew Stafford, Breeze, and Roethlisberger. Um, now, that year, the Patriots averaged 394 yards per game. The top five in, in offensive leaders as a team was Pats, Saints, Pittsburgh, Chargers, and the Chiefs. Um, Jacksonville was up there in, in rushing. That, that year, they led the league in rushing, like 2,000 yards rushing as a team. Um, but that was the year they got the Saxonville tag because they had 55 sacks on the year, but Pittsburgh had 56. Um, so yeah, it, it you could look it up. I yeah, I, I guess I agree with it. Maybe 2023, I don't, but um, the rest, I guess I could. I mean, we, we knew there was a time Breeze was throwing the roof off of shit. Uh, mm-hmm. he had no run game. So I guess they're putting offensive leaders as number one for Miami because they're averaging 434 yards a game. Yeah, for this this year. And passing their 291. They're only behind Baltimore by 12 yards in, per game in rushing. Excuse me. So, they, you know, yeah, I, I guess so. You know, I'm not. So um, we can talk about it. Um, so this was uh Jordan Travis's um last game was this past weekend. He was injured. His uh ankle was facing east while his leg was facing west. Um after the hip dip uh tackle, the hip drop tackle. Um so he says, and I quote, I truly cannot thank everyone enough for the many thoughts, prayers, and messages that have been sent my way. I've been overwhelmed by the support from my teammates, coaches, the Florida State community, and all around the world. Although the injury I sustained on November 18, 2023 marks the end of my seminal playing career, the great memories created here at FSU will never fade. Being a quarterback here at Florida State University has been a dream come true. I am humbled, honored, and forever grateful. The journey this team set out on is not over yet, as all of our goals still lie just ahead. I'm excited to be by my brother's sides every day as we continue our attack. We're all we got, we're all we need. Job's not finished, goal knows. So for the rest of the season, we're doing it for 13. We have the ACC championship game. Um, In December, we play Louisville. Um, We also have a bowl game, we're number five. So we beat uh, Louisville in the ACC championship game. We will be a part of a contender for the playoffs and hopefully we can make it to the natty um my prayers are with jordan travis love him he's been great to us since he became the starting quarterback last season um i'm forever grateful for him and um i have very 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 amazing faith in our other two quarterbacks that we do have based on the performance that was giving that they performed after he got injured in the second quarter um, so we're doing it for 13. Um, Giants are the first team in NFL in NFL history to allow nine plus sacks, force six plus turnovers, and score 30 plus points in a game, regular season or playoffs. So that's a big shout out. They played a phenomenal game against Washington Commanders. 
And that all happened on this past Sunday. And if they continue to play like this, they, they could sneak themselves into the playoffs, you know? So, Junior, they, they about to give y'all a run for your money. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> don't look at me like um, that. A uh, fun fact, real fast. Um, I just beat June again in Cup Pong. So, going to what really matters right now, the, the, the giant stat you put up. Um, no, uh, Everybody, somebody's got to get in, you know, somebody's got to go. There's got to be some layups in there. I don't, why show this? What does it matter? Look at their record. I know. I understand their record, but I think that's, this is also a good stack. Nine sacks, six turnovers and scored 30 points. Especially the team that they have. This is phenomenal. Not you putting it out. Why somebody else putting it out? You know what I'm saying? Like, to me, yeah, that's great. It's dope. But it's all going to waste. Why? Because you paid Daniel Jones and he got hurt. Mm-hmm. And the words of June, June, Donnie, Donnie, Donnie Dimes, Donnie Jones. <laughs> Donnie Dimes. June is it's so disrespectful. All right. It's still, I think it's phenomenal. And knowing how that team has been performing weeks one through 10, like they're trying to turn their season around at the midpoint and maybe Tommy DeVito is their answer you know maybe okay so I posted this earlier or this week so the Arizona Cardinals tweeted roping and riding this is way before the game right Uh (laughs) (laughs) pretty funny and this was the uh Houston Texans response to them Little Cardinals eating like little bird seeds shaped in an L. I think that was funny. Mm-hmm. And I- last, so this um this came from the NFLPA. So mm-hmm. the discussion of banning this tackle is already on the tables of con of contents of things to discuss in the offseason with the NFL competition committee on the hip drop tackle. So I did my research on this tackle, right? This tackle was set put forth for corners and safeties to use, you know? I think where all these injuries are coming from is you have these 250-pound to 300-pound linemen making these types of tackles on these tight ends, quarterbacks, and running backs, you know? And that's where the injuries come in because their weight is being put on these people who are running like full speed and that's where the injuries are happening. So I feel like don't ban it. I think it needs to go back to what it was. Safeties and corners use this tackle when it comes to tackling a wide receiver. You know, I think that if there's a 300 pound lineman about to do a hip drop tackle on the tight end or quarterback, you know, they should be fine or suspended because these tackles aren't made for their body weight. You know, does that make sense? Yes. And yes, yes, it does make sense. Um, remember I told you that, uh, Ryan Clark and Bart Scott got into this Bart Scott being a linebacker, Ryan Clark being a safety. Um, you, I kind of see both sides, but I also see players that when they're going to go see that right there, in this picture, it's just, in my opinion, it's just bad placement. 
If his ankle was never there, we would not be talking about this. If it would never yeah. find his ankle, it could happen to a running back running behind a lineman. Where he's running behind a lineman, the lineman falls down, or somebody rolls and gets it. It's just I think this happens to be a bad, bad timing all around. But sometimes you see players that are that have this lineman on them or this middle linebacker or even a corner on them. And instead of dropping down, they think, oh, maybe if I could shake them, I can get more yards. Well, when you go to shake, your body went left, but your knee's still where it's at, or your ankle's where it's at, it's gonna look mm-hmm. like it look. But so, it's not gonna it's, but it's also, but if it's a corner or safety who aren't big people like a linebacker, it's not gonna cause as much damage to their body when they fall as if a 250-pound man is. Well, the reason I say that I brought that example up is because you're talking about force now. You're mm-hmm. talking about me having a person on me and I'm planting my foot or and I'm trying to cut or shake them while I have weight on me and, I, and my foot's on the grass. If it doesn't give and it doesn't go, I'm now forcing my body to do something and it's set in motion. There's nothing I could do about it. It's going to hurt. You know, it's going to it's going to cause it. So you players got to protect themselves, too, you know. Um, mm-hmm. if it was, I don't, I don't think they should ban it. They already discussed it once. It's been on the table before and they, they felt that it wasn't something crazy. I just feel that this situation right here, this one play, if you look at it, what if the line, the, 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 the linebacker was not on his ankle? You would, it would never, it wouldn't even matter. I, like I feel when, when, when you go to tackle and you, like you take a person like with Gronk, when Gronk was getting hit all the time, it was always his, like his waist down. You can hurt a player too like that. You know what I'm saying? You're hitting players on the thighs, waist, because he's a big dude. So you're not gonna go up. You gotta go down. So I mean, I don't know. I don't I don't think banning it is the answer. Um I think I, finding a suspending line like linemen from doing it, I think that's the right but answer. How you would want them to tackle. That's the other thing that 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 Ryan Clark brought up. Is if you now how you want them tackle to tackle up the same way they've been tackling. It, so you tackle up now and then the class, not everybody the, has to do the hip drop. As you're taking the guy down, something happens and he hurts himself. Oh, but we can't tackle up no more. If you watch mm-hmm. that take between um on first take yesterday, discussing the thing with uh with Ryan uh, Clark and no no no. This one is with um Shannon Sharp and Sa- Jeff Saturday and Stephen A. They spoke about it. Um Listen to what they were saying about it, how they're changing how you can tackle now, and it's it's taken away from the game. Okay. We don't own the rights to this video. Okay. So this is – they were talking about the – Skip was talking about the Jordan Travis injury after the hip drop tackle. Um, Back in week four. Back in week four, and he went crazy about the Giants because they hip dropped him. And he said, by the grace of God, he survived the hip drop. And now we see Jordan Travis. What the problem is, what's that, crazy is the, yeah. the Geno let me, Smith let me one finish, was Richard. I'm, I'm speaking. I'm speaking. Thank you. I, I'll, I'll so, let you speak, but you're not speaking from experience. So stop, stop, stop raising your voice, Skip. Okay. Talk to me, Skip. All right. It, it, are you going to let me speak or not? 
I'm, I, well, you're okay. speaking on something you don't experience. You don't have no experience doing. So, I mean, what, what, what well, point can you really make? For a lot longer, and you've been alive. You've covered yeah. the game. Yeah. I've actually played the yeah, game I, longer I than you it. ever played. So, it. like, what we're talking about is something that okay. actually happens in the game that does, you can't experience unless you play okay. it. Does Rich McCain know anything about football? So, I, this is what this is, this is what I'm gonna say, right? I'm gonna say that I I agree with I agree with Skip, right? He was in the middle of talking, you know? And he never said, oh, speaking from experience, he was getting into the Jordan Travis injury after the hip drop tackle, right? I understand that Richard Sherman has played the game and Skip has never played the game or experienced it, but let him finish what he was about to say, you know? Yeah. Like, you were talking over him. All he said was... um, I'm speaking. Can I finish? Thank you. You know? Like, let him get his point across. I understand he's he's, he's never bragged about being in the game or anything of that, you know? So that should have never been brought up. Uh, I'm speaking from experience. Yeah, but let him make his point first, and then you speak from experience. That's how I took it, you know? I, I think cutting him off was unprofessional. That's just me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think they both had valid points. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they did. They did. Like, yeah, I, we, we, I understand. Like, he's He's not. He's never been in that position, you know. Yeah. But let's finish what he was saying. Then he also didn't raise his voice at you. He just said, "Hey, I'm speaking. Can you let me speak? Thank you." Because yeah. he's in the middle of talking, you know. And that, yeah, I agree. Again, I don't think Skip did anything wrong. I don't think he raised his voice. And when you bring up something like that, and he says, "Well, I covered the game long. You've been alive. Well, I played the game. Okay, you played and I covered. I've seen generations of this from whatever mm-hmm. era I started doing this to now." Um, again, I think that 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 because he made that comment of, well, I'm speaking from experience. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm not. But again, that's I, why he said it. Yeah, I don't think I don't he's wrong. Brought that up if he didn't even say that. Yeah, I don't think he's wrong at all. I think he's right in what he's saying. Um, when he when he justified his experience, you, you're going to throw out your experience. I'm going to throw out mine. Like I said, the only okay. thing that I think. Um, was wrong was that Richard didn't give him time to finish talking. Like mm-hmm. let him, but then I don't know. See, I didn't watch this episode, so I don't know, like how it got to that point. However, no, that, that it literally that's how I, I watched the episode this morning when I was okay. brushing my teeth before I finished. So they were talking about uh, like the the thing was unnecessary roughness, and they were talking about Jordan Travis ending. His his now college career is ending, right? So then they talked about the quote that he had put out about like he has his, and then that's when it started. Um, that's when it had a hold up. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry, and that's when it started. So then he goes on to say that um, Geno Smith, in when he got hit. And uh, week four, I think the Giants, right? But he has, that's when it starts. Like, all right, well, let's bring up Geno Smith because he had the hip drop tackle. And by the graces of God, he, you know, was able to come out of that play, you know? And then now he's like, now with Jordan Travis, that, and then that's when it literally happened. Like, that's literally how it went. Yeah, well, so he should never cut him off. I mean, look, respect is respect. Mm-hmm. I don't think people cut me off, you know what I'm saying? So I, I just... Because when you cut somebody off, you're for one, you're not letting them speak and you're not listening to you're, you're listening to respond. So how can you respond right if you're not letting me finish my whole take on it, right? Um, but this was gonna happen. This this is 
you know, I, I think Fox messed up by by bringing these people in. I don't like the fact that Skip has Little Wayne on there or Little Wayne's little people from uh, Young Money to talk about sports. They're not they're not sports analysts. They never played the sport. Um, it, it's just not uh, uh, what you call it. Um, I think they need to find a better rhythm. Even with Keyshawn and 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 Michael Irving, I just don't think they go with Skip. Um, it, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. All right. So, June, any any quick takes on that before we uh, wrap up with the last two? No, no. I think uh, Frank hit it right on uh, on the money. Um, I think the professional cut him off, and uh, I was kind of curious of what he was trying to say. That's it. And I think Sherman, I don't know what happened with Sherman. He just, that Sherman just felt like he was about to bang the door down. People think he wanted clout and he, want, he you wants, he wants. You remember that video? He banged the door down. Yeah. yeah. A lot yeah. of people think that he wants clout and thinks that he wants to, because they've been getting along so well and their arguments have been like, like, healthy yelling arguments like how we would do you know and, right. and the tox toxic and i think that he the people think he wants clout he's trying to make that show a little bit more toxic all right um next i think that that was all the pictures that we have um so uh june you had a quick uh, trivia game for us i do i do so uh <clears throat> so this trivia game right i was thinking uh, i wasn't gonna get too crazy with it i was gonna Go straight to the to the point, right? Mm -hmm. I was gonna make it as easy as possible. Um, so what I did was there's there's gonna be seven questions, right? And mm -hmm. I made it seven instead of uh, six, you know. And the the questions are fairly easy, and because they're fairly because they're fairly easy, I'm trying to, I'm trying to cut here so I can hear this. Sorry, right. so I had to make the list here so I could keep tally here, right? Uh, so the questions are really easy, and because the questions are really easy, uh, you guys got a a five second um, timer. All right, a five and second timer. The questions are, are extremely easy. Okay, so you okay, only okay. Get five seconds. Okay, uh, I'll indulge. I'll indulge. Let's go. All right. Um, so, ladies first. <laughs> All right, so Bray, we're gonna start with you. And the first question is how many NFL divisions are there? Five, four, Eight. three. All she right. Got, she got it right. All right. Mind you, these questions are really easy, so you the timer is so short. All right. Frank, what is the name of the Super Bowl trophy? Five. Lombardi. Four. All right. Bree, what are the names <laughs> of the two conferences in the, in the NFL? Five. Four. All right. All right. Do you want the American? Uh, no, no, we're good. Okay. Where is the, uh, where is the, uh, where, where in Frank? All right, where is the uh the Pro Football Hall of Fame located? Five, four. Canton, Ohio. Yeah, Canton, Ohio. Yes. 
I should I should deduct a point there because you didn't get a fool because it could have been anywhere. <laughs> if, you want, you, if you want, you could. It's okay. I'm gonna let that ride because you know I have to talk it over in my crew. All right, Bree, who won Super Bowl one, five, four, three? Packers. All right. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Frank, how many players line up in the offense on any given play? Five. Eleven. Four. All right. Three. How long is the NFL game minutes wise? Five. Four. Three. Hour. Two. Minutes wise. Two. Six minutes. All right. Sorry, six minutes. <laughs> Hey, I'm just trying to be. I'm trying to be fair. Give me two seconds there. <laughs> All right, Frank. How many rounds is the NFL draft? Five, four, seven, three. Uh, damn, Frank got lucky with that one. All right, in feet, Bree. In feet. How long is the NFL football field? From end to end. Five. Four, three, three hundred feet, thousand feet. Uh, it might be wrong, Frank. A thousand feet. I don't know. It might be wrong. It says three hundred and sixty feet. So then we wrong. <laughs> we might be wrong. I don't know. You said a thousand feet. You guys are like. Now you got me questioning. Like no, no, I'll tell you right now. There's you, three feet. There's three feet in a yard, right? It's three hundred. So okay. Three hundred. I, I said three hundred, three thousand. I was trying to. My math was. My math wasn't mathing. Uh, you know so, what I thought about? We both. Got, we yeah. both got it. Yeah. Because I was All like right. three. So it's three hundred feet because it's a hundred <laughs> feet in in the on the football stadium. I said a thousand. Like what? Wait a minute. Yeah, because I said because I said. 300, 3,000. I was doing my math. So that long. was a good one, June. That that <laughs> question was good. All right. What, what's next? Was like three feet in the so right now is the tie. So I'm going to mm -hmm. go ahead and ask uh, two more questions. We will not end in a tie. Right? Okay. That's the whole point of this trivia. All right. Um, Frank, mm -hmm. who was the NFL all-time leading receiver? Five, four, three, two. Price. Dang. Right. Shit. All right. <laughs> we heard you. I mean, Joe, we heard you. <laughs> All right. All right, mm -hmm. Which two franchises have won the most Super Bowls? Five. Four, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the New England Patriots. All right. Do Frank, who is the all-time NFL leading rusher? MSN. All right, all right. Hey, hey, these are all really quick. These are all really easy. That's why. Uh... All right, this is this. All right, this is it right here. Mm -hmm. Damn, this is super easy right here. Too easy. Just ask it. I'm probably gonna get it wrong. No, nah, you're gonna get it right. Watch. Well, yeah, I hope you get it right. <laughs> All right, let's go with this one. 
Okay. What was the nickname of the Steelers defense in the 1970s? The Steel Curtain. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Hey, and make sure you get it right. <laughs> if she would have right, got that right, wrong, hey, she hey, would hey. have to go take that whole pajama off. That <laughs> would make her give back everything. Not Nikki ain't say nothing. But go ahead. All right. All right. This is it. Hey, which four teams are named after cats? Panthers, Frank. Jags. You said cats? Cats. Huh? Yep. Four. Panthers, Jags, Four. Lions. One. I, I can't get the third one. I got it. Panthers, Jaguars, Bengals, and Lions. They go to Bengals. I forgot the Bengals. That's it. Bree won. <laughs> hey, hold on. I'm going to keep going until I got stumped. You know that, right? Hey, hey, no, no, that was pretty legit. That was pretty Bree, legit right there. was going to keep going until somebody other than me won. He's going to be like, fuck. I forgot about the okay. game. Now, I have I have a quick game, and then we're going to do a prediction. It's because Frank has a haircut appointment. Yeah. All right. So these are tiers. And someone made tiers based off, like, a stats, right? And then mm -hmm. they made up tiers. So you're going to guess which category is this tier group, right? Whether it's wide receivers, defense, running backs, uh, X, Y, and Z, okay? Does that make sense? Yes. All right. So um, we're going to start off with June. And then we're gonna go to um, Frank if June gets this wrong, right? Everyone has thirty seconds to try to guess what this what category this tier group is. Even if you do not agree with it personally, guess what you think this tier group category is, right? And this is before last this past week, okay? Okay. All right. Here's the first one. So elite Kansas City, great San Francisco, and the Falcons, um, and then. Um, Good New England, blah blah blah. So think of a position who has an elite, who a, a position where that person is elite in Kansas City, great in San Fran and Vikings, good in those teams, mid, bad, and awful. Quarterback for Kansas City. No, no, no. This is June's turn. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. You got to think of, but this this tier group right here is one position. One position. Ready, June? The timer starts in now. Got 30 seconds. Okay. I'm going to name one position from each one. No, 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 no. This whole tier group is off of one position. What position Kansas oh. City has is elite. Their greats is in San Fran and blah, blah, blah. So this whole tier group is one position. Oh, okay. Damn. So, all right. So, Okay. Who is it? Name the position. What position do you think this tier group is based off of? It's based off of the quarterback. Wrong. Frank. Tight end. Tight end. That's correct. This tier group is based off of tight ends in the NFL. But when she said the same, it has to be the same position, I just went to thinking. What's the only position that they say is great on theirs? But yeah, so do you get it, June? Like, look at the this tier and think of a position where they think this player is the elite out of this team. You know, does that make sense? Ah, mm. uh, I see what you're saying. Right. Think... So they think that Travis Kelsey is like the most elite tight end, and that's why he's up there. You know. All right. Next one. All right, Frank. This one's for you. Okay. Okay. 
what tier group is this one starting now? Um, mm, running back. That's correct. Running backs. All right, June, you ready? What tier group do you think this one is, right? Uh, this one might be tricky. This one might be a yeah, little tricky as hell. You know, <laughs> Patriots and the Chiefs and the elite. But think, what does the Patriots Got it. The Got both it. have that is elite? Got Go. Coach, the coach. That's correct. Coaches, yes. All right. And then, Frank, think of this one quarterback. Quarterback is correct. All right. Now, See. for the last portion of the game, right? See how I beat June in that one? Mm -hmm. I wasn't ready for the very first round. So. Mm -hmm. No, I said, see how I beat June in that one? There's a tie right now. It's like America. America. It's a tie. So, most, so there is eight, eight players, right? I'm going to give June to answer one, then Frank, then June, then Frank. There's eight players, okay? Who are the eight players who scored the most touchdowns in the last decade? So from 2013 to 2023, which players scored the most touchdowns in the last decade? June goes first. Name me one out of the eight players who scored the most touchdowns in the last decade. Name me one person. Nobody looking it up. Just name me one one player in the last decade that's in the top eight to score the most touchdowns. Passing or it doesn't matter. It don't most touchdowns decade. It don't matter. Um, Brady. No, not no a player to score. That's what I said. Passing or or it doesn't matter. No, 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 no. They they actually made. No, None of them quarterbacks. They're they're the people who actually ran in or caught the touchdown pass. Okay. Wide receiver, running back, tight end. Naming the most player or one of the top eight players for the most touchdowns scored in the last decade. I just have a question. How long is he going to have to answer this question? Because it's not that hard. He has thirty seconds. Sorry, he, I don't. I think Jim was very confused with the rules. <laughs> well, if I ask quarterback yeah. or, or, or play, that's no. the, you, you know, you, no, I thought you said rushing or receiving. Not, not. Oh. And go. 30 seconds. All right. I feel a lot of pressure coming right now from the top screen. On no. my end. <laughs> it's not. Throw a name out there. Like. <laughs> All right. Um, 10 seconds left. I forgot his freaking name. The uh the running back for the Vikings that uh God. What's Time. his name? Frank. No, no, no. What's his name? One player. No. Travis, yeah. Travis Kelsey. Yeah, that's correct. Travis what? Kelsey. Travis Kelsey's number seven on this. No, list. give him my credit. I wasn't even done. Your time was you. up. Your time was up. I, I told you who he was. You just no, got the, the running back name. for the Vikings isn't even in the top eight. That's a lie. 
That's not a lie. Okay, June, name me Travis Kelsey's number seven. Name me someone who scored the most touchdowns in the last decade. Your time starts Gron now. Gronkowski. Gronkowski. Gronk is not on this list. You have uh, 20 seconds. Come on, you have 20. McCoy. Gronk is not on this list. Damn, I'm thinking of, of God, Lee. I'm thinking of his freaking face. I can't even think of his face. I mean, his name. 10. Nine, eight, seven, six, putting pressure five, on. four, three, two, one. Frank, uh, time starts. Tyreek Hill. Tyreek no. Hill's number on this list. Man, what is his name? Okay, June. Ready? Time starts now. If you can't think of his name, think of somebody else. Adrian Peterson. Let's go. No. Adrian Peterson is not on this that's list. That's a lie. What? Last 10 years, bro? No. Oh, that's not a lie. Last 10 years. His name. Come on, June. You got 15 seconds. Think of someone else. Majority's players are still playing right now. They still playing. Five, four. You can't, Three, you, that countdown two, messes my whole thought one, process up. Uh, Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs is not on here. Wow, he's not? Uh, no. Okay, so Stefan Diggs not on there. So we have Kelsey. 15 seconds left. 15 seconds. Uh, give me like 45 um, seconds right there for him. Five. five Justin four, Jefferson. Three, two, oh, AJ one. Brown. No. Both wrong. June, next. 30 seconds starts now. It starts getting harder, bro. <laughs> Mike Evans. Mike Evans is on here. He's number two. Mm. All right, Frank, hold on. You said Mike Evans is number two? Uh-huh. Yeah, I know that. That totally put things in perspective. So how many we got right now? It does put things in perspective because if Mike Evans is number two. Got it. Got it. We have, hold on. My parents just got home. Hold on one second. Evans, Kelsey. Um, so you've got we've gotten number seven Tyreek. I mean, we've gotten number seven Travis Kelsey. We've gotten number four Tyreek Hill. Or we've gotten Mike Evans at number two. Um. All right. Who whose turn is it? My turn. No, he just got uh oh. Evans. It's my turn. <laughs> yeah, but I got it because he got it wrong, remember? Yeah, I think so. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Who just said Mike Evans last? June, June did. Last, right? June, June picked Mike Evans. So June, June picked Mike Evans, right? Um, so next is Frank. Ready? Timer starts. Now, Mark Andrews. That's incorrect. Odell? No. No, you can't just keep going. You said yeah. she gave you the same. Yeah. You said um you said Odell's incorrect too? That's incorrect. Got 15 seconds left. Wow. Godwin. Who? Godwin. Godwin's not on here. Boyd. Boyd's not on here. Five. Higgins. Four. Three. Jamar Chase. One wrong. What? All I right. Ready? Go. Yep. Devontae Adams. 
That's correct. There you go. I didn't think about All him. Right. Devontae Adams is number one. So you have number oh. one, Devontae Adams. Number two, Mike Evans. Number four, Terry Kill. Number seven, Travis Kelsey. Ready, Frank? And go. Christian McCaffrey. Wrong. What? Um... Man, I I don't know. Fuck. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I I gotta go, so I don't know. Fifteen I, seconds left. I don't know. Junko, I got I gotta go. So I. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen, wrong. So, uh, number three was Derrick Henry. Number five was Zeke. Number six was Todd Gurley, and number eight was Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara, Gurley. Who's not even in the league no more? But he's in the top eight for most touchdowns in the last decade. That's crazy. That is bananas. So that's the end of our episode. We will do predictions off air. Um, so everyone, make sure you guys text me your predictions. Uh, Frank has to go get a haircut. Yeah, and I made my appointment. I put it out. I put it out. Unless we want to do the picks real quick, but it's got to be quick. Like I mean, it's got to be rapid fire picks. It's got to be boom, boom, boom. I'm ready. You ready? Yeah. All right. I got mine saved for, for Sal, so I'm just going to get the same picks. Right. <laughs> okay. All right. You ready, Jim? Always ready. Right. Packers and Lions. Frank. Lions. I went Lions as well. Lions. Jim? Huh? Lions. Lions. Okay. Cowboy Commanders at Cowboys. Frank. I'm going Cowboys. Okay. I went Cowboys as well, Jim. Cowboys. All right, 49ers at Seahawks. Uh, Frank. 49ers. I want 49ers as well. Jim? 49ers, unfortunately. Okay. And then on Friday, November 24th, Dolphins at Jets. Frank. Dolphins. Jim? Ends. I want Dolphins as well. Okay, next we have Steelers at Bengals. Um, I want Steelers, of course, Frank. I went Steelers too. Jim? Me four. Okay. Then we have Jags at Texans. I want Texans. Frank. Texans. Jim. Jags. They split. Okay. Next we have Bucks at Colts. I went Bucks, Frank. I went Colts. Jim. Uh, Bucks. Okay, we have Saints at Falcons. Frank. Saints. Jim. Falcons. I want Falcons as well. Falcons at home. Um, then Patriots and at New um uh, New York Giants. Frank. Oh, I went Pat. Huh? Pats. Yeah. Jim. I'm going Giants. Can't believe that. I'm with Giants as well. Next, we have uh, Panthers at Titans. Frank. Uh, you said Panthers at Titans. I'm going Titans. Mm -hmm. I want Titans as well. Jim. Titans. Then we have Rams at Cardinals. Frank. I'm going Cardinals. I went Cards as well. Hold on, Toby. June. Oh, Rams. Rams. Okay, next we have Browns at Broncos. I went uh, Broncos, Frank. I went Browns. 
Jim? Jim? We're going Browns. Next, we have Chiefs at Raiders. Frank? Chiefs. Jim? Chiefs. Chiefs as well. Bills at Eagles. I want Eagles, Frank. Eagles. I know the June's going Eagles. Hold on, Toby. Ravens at Chargers. I went Chargers. Frank? Mm. Uh, I went Ravens. June? Ravens. Hold on, Toby. And last game, Bears at Vikings. I went Vikings, Frank. I went Vikings. Jim? Vikings. Okay, and that's the end of the picks. Thanks for listening to Frank Presents the Play Call. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, uh, follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, um, like us on um, Apple Podcasts and on YouTube. Um, another great episode. Happy Thanksgiving. Hope everyone has a safe and healthy week and some great food on Thanksgiving. Spend time with your loved ones. I am Bree. That is Frank, and that's June. Goodbye. Peace. Peace.